Hey, welcome back to Restoration Matters, where we have conversations around restoring relationships with God and others. I'm Nick Rimmer, joined by Scott Limkeman and Craig Thompson. Hey, good happy to be here. Good happy to be here. Good happy to be here. Yeah. Good and happy or good happy? <laughs> Both. Okay, great. Yeah. And I love it when we nail our intro on the first take. That like that. Good. That was just fantastic. Well. I think that was our fifth take. Yeah, they don't know. All right. Now they know. Now they know. What are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about building pathways back to health in our relationships. Good and happy to be here. Good and happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Building pathways to restore... Wait. Building pathways back... To healthy relationships. To healthy relationships. Yeah. So a lot of times it can... You know, when when we're in a relationship and there's a... There's, there's a problem, there's a break or fracture or something that happens, it it can be hard to know exactly what the other person is thinking needs to happen. Did my voice just crack? <laughs> Does it need to happen? <laughs> uh, it can be hard to know um, what... <laughs> Sorry. What needs to happen in order for that relationship to be restored. So what I'm thinking <laughs> nice. is that, uh, yeah, what we're talking about today is just how do how can we forecast that? How can we build that pathway so that the other person knows really clearly what what you think needs to happen to build that health back in the relationship? Because oftentimes it's obvious to to me, you know, or to the to the person, hey, this is what I want to see in order for our relationship to be healthy again. But if that's not communicated, then the other person or you, if you are the other person in that scenario, you're kind of stuck guessing. Okay, well, what do I need to do? Or is this permanent? You know. Yeah. And so if we can build the pathway and make it very clear, then it gives that person an opportunity to say, oh, I'm going to do that. Or no, I'm not going to do that. Right. And yeah. then, then we can you know, proceed from that point. Gotcha. Mental picture came to mind. This may be helpful, may not be. But you're lost in the woods, right? But you forget that you have a map. And then you and your hiking buddy are like, no, this isn't the way. No, that's the way. No, this isn't the way. You know, but then you're like, wait, we got a map. Mm -hmm. Let's pull out the pathway back to a healthy relationship. For sure. That's a great example because when you're in the woods, I mean, I actually have been kind of lost in the woods before. And it's it's a horrible feeling because... You don't know, you're, you're just guessing and you're saying, well, I'll go this way and I'll try that. But if you, if you get down that path far enough to realize that it's the wrong path, well, now I have to, I have to go back to where I was or, or guess again. Mm-hmm. And that can be really defeating and it can be a really long process before you, you stumble upon the right pathway. Right. But if you have somebody who says, this is the pathway back to, to health in this relationship, then it's just an, it's a yes or no question. I'm either going to do that or I'm not. Yeah. And that there's the hard part is built in a little bit of like, Oh, we may have to backtrack, mm-hmm. you know, and that's in hiking. You're like, oh, what? We got to go all the way back. Yeah. You know, but yes, mm-hmm. because that's where you're going to find the right trail. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. So what does this look like in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about a scenario where let's say you have a child who's living in the house, who's not doing what they, what, what you all agreed to was the plan. And so that, that plan is not being followed. And now a consequence is coming that you have, you have told them in advance. So I think the scenario that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago was that if you've got a child living in the house and they need to go get a job, okay, so you need to put in five applications to jobs this week. And if that isn't, if that hasn't happened, then this consequence is going to be the result of that. And so now you're in a situation where if they didn't apply for those five jobs, then you need to follow through on the consequence. But making it clear to them, once you have applied for those five jobs, then you can come back to, you know, to this, to where we are now, um, or whatever it is. Just making it clear that that this isn't a permanent, it's not, not a permanent decision. And once these things are, are met, then you can come back and, and the relationship will be at least on the way towards restoration. Right. And that's much more helpful than, let's say a way that's not building a pathway back. Yeah. Right. Where it's more of like, Hey, you're out and uh, you can't come back until you figure it out. Yeah. Or just, or, or just you're out, you know, Hey, you got to move out. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. They don't know necessarily. Is that a forever decision? Right. Or once I get a job, am I, am I able to move back in or what is, is this, give me some, some, you know, bumpers on this, that, mm-hmm. that help me understand what the the scope of the of the new reality is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of another situation that we've brought up before, which is uh, where you have a relationship that's maybe a peer or a family member, where you are taking a break or or taking taking kind of a step back from either all most interaction or or very particular types of interaction or types of conversations, mm-hmm. um, because it's just produced unhealthy conflict and unhealthy patterns. So, you know, you might say, Hey, I like, I don't really want to talk about this subject anymore or, or for, for now, like mm-hmm. we can't talk about this subject healthily. So can we just not bring this subject up? Well, one way to build a path to restoration would be to say, um, either say, let's, let's plan to revisit this in, in a few months Yes, and talk about, talk about talking about that and say, do we feel like we're ready to start talking about it again and have a conversation about how we might do that? Mm-hmm. Um, or just leaving it open-ended and saying, Hey, um, if you or I ever feel like we want to try, try again with that, um, let's just have a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I know if I want to start talking about, um, you know, Disney princesses again, it's been a source of difficulty <laughs> between us. Um, I can just go to you and say, Hey, I think I'm ready to start talking about Disney princesses again. And then you can say, okay, let's talk about how that didn't go well and how that could be better this time. Yeah. That's purely hypothetical. Yeah. That would never, no, no. We, yeah. Craig and I don't have a, have an issue whenever we talk about Disney princesses. No, no. Or no. ranking them or deciding no. which one's better than the other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's an example. It's a silly example, Nick. Okay. I didn't know. Maybe I wouldn't put it past you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think that with this, the, the, you know, building 
Building pathways is, I think, a very helpful tool in restoration in general, in relationships in general. So even building pathways to say for that person, if if your end goal for that person is that they would, you know, just to stick with the job example, that as a criteria for them to live in the in the house, they have to have a job. That's a pretty common thing that we hear from time to time from parents is that, well, if they had a job, then then they could stay in the house. They would have to pay rent or whatever else. Um, so that job, getting a job may feel like a totally insurmountable feat for that person. And so the more that we can build pathways, both to good decisions, but also pathways back from bad decisions, the 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 more that we're helping the people that we love. So if we say you have to get a job and maybe that feels out of reach, then we can build a pathway to say, okay, so the first thing that we need to do is you need to update your resume. The second thing that you need to do is you need to decide what sector of the job market you want to apply for and what you're qualified to do. The third thing would be to drive around to 10 businesses in that sector and drop off your resume and find out if they're hiring or if they know other people who are hiring. And then that's just a pathway. And and oftentimes we don't build pathways because we think it, A, it's either obvious or B, that they know exactly what to do and they're just choosing not to do it. But unless a pathway has been clearly built and communicated, even to the point of writing it down with some some goal dates, you know, deadline dates on there, then it is quite possible, maybe even probable, that that pathway is not clear to them. And so inaction might just be the result of, of feeling completely overwhelmed by, by the goal. Yeah. And it's really tempting in relationships to get frustrated and just say, you know what, just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to change. This needs to be different. And so until it's different, like, see you next time. Yeah. You know, and it's understandable how we all get frustrated like that or people we've experienced that you know but like you're saying greg i think there is the way forward is very clearly laying it out even to writing it down sometimes mm-hmm. like hey these are the steps back to where we want to go like very specifically like yeah this is what i would want to see you know or this is what we need to see together in order to restore and reconcile yep and that's so so much more helpful than just kind of leaving the person to their own i mean just without a compass really you know yeah. it's like it, like back to the trail analogy like Okay, here's uh you're in the woods and well I gave you water and food, mm-hmm. um, so you know figure it out. I hope you I hope you make it to the next spot where we'll meet. Yeah, you know it's like well that's not gonna work. I don't have a compass or a map and I don't even see a trail. You know that's right. How do you expect me to succeed? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Scott Scott and I used to um, work for a camp and we belayed ropes courses and and rock climbing, um, you know experiences for kids and. So many times the the overall giant goal of completing that element or completing that climb was too overwhelming. And so a kid would start and they would get they'd get one or two steps into the into the climb. You know, they would they would get three feet off of the ground or they'd get they'd they'd start climbing the, the ladder to get up onto the tree and they'd freeze. And it was just too much to think about what they were doing and and Almost every time, I mean, there were some kids that just said, this isn't for me, 
But almost every time, if you said, just take the next step, you know, reach your right hand up and to the right a little bit, and there's a handhold there. If you gave them just one more step, they would do it. And before long, you connect all those single steps together and they've completed the element or they've gotten to the top. And they feel just euphoric, right? That they have accomplished this, that they've they've done something that they never thought they could do. And it's because we just laid out one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Here's the next step. Yeah. Here's the next step. Yeah. And that's the other pitfall and temptation too is you can't give steps and then just kind of leave it alone, you know? And mm-hmm. you could almost rapid fire like, well, this is what needs to happen. You know, that person's like, so I need to do all of that like by tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, no, like both of you understanding this is a long process that's going to take time. And like you're saying with the kids at the camp, like one step at a time. Yeah. You know, and that's helpful, I think, just for affirmation and reassurance sake in these conversations, because it can be really easy at any point in this, like to start doing the right thing, but maybe miss like, oh, wait, they may need help. We may need help together to do this one step at a time, because it can be really tempting, I think, for most people to feel overwhelmed by the amount of steps in a process, Mm -hmm. just like the kids climbing up the ladder to the tree. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like, I mean, handing me a, a manual that says here's how to build a computer right oh okay i am gonna have to look up almost every term in this manual you know so the step-by-step manual to me is is helpful but i even need more than that and so so when but if i were to hand that to a computer engineer they would know exactly what to do and they're just following the steps and sometimes it seems like it seems like we're talking the same language to each other, but breaking that down even more than we think is necessary can be the key that unlocks the 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 ability to to succeed and take that first step. Yeah. And in this whole thing, it's it's going to be helpful to think of relationships as a skill that's learned. Mm-hmm. You know, like a guitar like building a computer, like learning a language, like, and we, and it's, I find it easy in my own life too, to have, I've learned a bunch of skills and then, you know, I interact with somebody. I'm like, wow, what, you know, Mm -hmm. why can't you see that? You know, it's like, whoa, that's not a very gracious outlook. You know, gracious outlook is like, wait, we're all still learning how to have relationships. We're all still learning our, you know, relational instruments. And so there's grace and time and patience that needs to be given, Mm -hmm. you know, in order for all of us, to learn. And then in this building pathways back to restoration or to healthy relationships, like having that view in mind of like, this is going to be a process. Let's learn together. Maybe I have a couple more skills I could share and then I can spend time with this person helping them learn too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. One thing that comes to mind with the steps is to not make them all something that the other person has to do. Yeah. Um, so, because I, I think it'd be easy to sort of say, all right, like, you know, this is the problem. And if you want to be back in a relationship, here's what you have to do. So let me know when you've done that and then we'll talk. You know, That's that's a great point. So making it kind of go both ways and probably leading with what you're going to do to repair that too. Yeah. Whether that's something that you need to do like totally on your end or whether that's something that you're going to even, you know, go out of your way to help that other person. Um, in what they're what they need to do that's a great point and i think that that even 
even just going through the process of building out that pathway is the first thing that you can do. Right. Um, and I think that that's the, that's the best way to, to, to recognize that we have a role and anytime that we're in relationship, it's a two, it's a two person exchange, you know, it's a two person interaction. And so, so I think that building pathways is, can be empowering to, to the person who is wanting that restoration because now I'm not just a, a powerless onlooker to the situation, hoping that that person finds their way out of the woods but I'm actually, I'm actually coming alongside that person and saying, "Hey, I really want you to find the way your way out of the woods. Can I help you? Here are the steps." But the second thing is, I, I think it's really important to to ask permission or to get that buy-in from people before we just throw out this ten-point plan. Mm-hmm. So, so going to somebody and saying, "Okay, here's what you need to do." I figured it all out. And uh, like you said, Scott, let me know when you've done it. They might just say, what? I, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. And so really asking their permission to say, I really want, this is a priority for me that our relationship get to a healthier spot or that this happens in order for you to be able to continue you know, living in our house or whatever it is. So can I, can I help you or can we together work on building this pathway, you know, get their buy-in in order so that they, they feel like they're a part of that process and that they have influence on that process as well. Yeah. And this touches on, um, what was the pyramid tool called? The five dysfunctions, the five dysfunctions of a team. Yeah. Right? That's what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. We can't start a plan if the person hasn't agreed and committed to such plan. That's right. Cause then we can't keep them accountable. Exactly. And then we won't get results. Yeah. So, so that's that commitment piece in the middle. Right. Which we stress was like the most important. Absolutely. Piece because you can't yeah. go any further. It's the it's the hinge point really. Yeah. Yeah, so really in kind of wrapping this episode up, what we're saying is to to ask permission of the person to come alongside them and and build a pathway together. So whatever the steps are that need to need to transpire in order to get to the end goal. How do we break those things down and build a pathway that that is achievable for that person, but really together for for your relationship? And then how do we support them in that? So so not just throwing it out there that I know you're lost in the middle of the woods, but you need to get out of the woods by 5 p.m. on Friday. I hope you figure it out. There's there is a temptation. I think that most of us have probably felt at one point or another of saying no. I've done enough and they need to figure this out. And so we're also saying that really think through that and really decide if that's something that you think needs to happen and what the ramifications of that is going to be for that person and for you. And maybe there are rare occasions where you need to just say, all right, it's completely up to you. Figure this out on your own. But more, more often than not building these pathways together and and helping that person take take baby steps and one step at a time to to take that pathway that leads to the to the goal is a really effective tool to to help restore relationships. So we hope that's encouraging to you this week. And if you 
have any thoughts or scenarios or um, you know anything that topic suggestions for future episodes, you're always welcome to write into us at podcast at rocksideranch.org. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. We want to encourage you that there, the, the time and energy that you pour into restoring relationships in your life is worth it. We know that it can feel hopeless or can feel overwhelming at times, but we want to just encourage you to stay with it, stick with it, and that we believe that your efforts will bear fruit. Thanks for joining us. If you want to, you can always leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps other people find the show. And we hope you have a great week. Thanks for joining us on Restoration Matters.